0: It's Annette from Forever 39, so I've got some bad news for you guys. Unfortunately, Megan and I didn't record a new episode of the podcast this week. Life just got in the way, and we're really sorry about that, but we did dip into the archives and found one of our favorite episodes with one of our favorite guests, Dennis Malloy of The Dennis and Judy Show on New Jersey 101.5. So we'll be re-airing that today. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it so many moons ago. (laughs) And for those of you in New Jersey, stay cool, stay in the air conditioning. It is a hot one out there. Bye, guys. It's Megan and Annette with another episode of Forever 39, a podcast about two New Jersey girls navigating life in their 40s. Want to talk to us? Hit us up on Twitter at NJ1015, hashtag Forever39. You can like us on Facebook or you can email us at Forever39 at NJ1015.com. Coming up later in this episode, we're going to discuss the stigma of doing things alone and what we wish men of our generation would be doing more of. But first, we're going to find out when it's time for women to hang up their skinny jeans. And joining us today is New Jersey 101.5 on-air personality, Dennis Malloy of the Dennis Yay! and Jeans Show. Oh Dennis! my
1: God, we're doing a podcast?
0: We are. I'm I so thought... nervous you're here. Oh, stop. Yes, we are. Super
1: Yeah. First of all, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Thank um, you. Good luck. Along the way, congratulations on the new endeavor, and this is
2: fun.
0: Thank you. We love you so much. We love you. Well, we're super excited to hear what you have to say about skinny jeans and mini skirts. And I was reading an article in the Huffington Post about a study that was done of 2,000 people asking them, at what age women should give up wearing certain things? Skinny jeans, 47. And long hair, 46. And no more tattoos by the age of 38. So what do you guys think? Is there 46. an age...
2: I don't think I could ever pull off short hair. Could you imagine me coming in here looking like Peter Pan? No, yeah, you know, forty six <laughs> seems quite young.
1: No, but there's a woman in this building in her forties who should cut her hair. Really? Yeah, she's beautiful, but the long hair is too long for it's her. It's too either. much. Yeah, she's beautiful, and I don't want to tell her.
0: No, you but can't I tell her. But hope... She can't tell us either because no, she might be listening. But after we get off the air, but she's you're totally <laughs> telling me. <laughs> who it is. And she's beautiful,
1: and I like her, and I want to say
0: you're thinking about, it?
1: but I don't want to. How do you say that to a woman?
0: That's
2: interesting, That was a man, because I would think that you would, like, don't all men like long hair?
1: I, I like short hair, too. I mean, short hair can be really sexy on a woman. I mean, I, every guy is different, I guess, but I find really, really short hair, like, very sexy. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow.
0: That's interesting. i never yeah. heard I a man to say, say that. my hair tonight. But,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but after a certain age, I think uh, shorter is better. Now, now, I'm, you know... 39, forever 39 also. Uh, I'm a little past 39. And my hair is thinning and, you know, receding and graying. So there's not much you can do with that.
2: No. Uh, I love that, though. The salt and pepper mm gray. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I
1: agree. And every time I think of dyeing it.
0: Oh, gosh. Please, no. No, don't dye it. Well, that'll come
1: into part of my answer as far as. I mean.
0: I don't think skinny jeans are a problem, especially if you have a great figure. Like Judy has a great figure. Judy Franco has an amazing figure. I think she can wear skinny jeans until she drops.
1: I know a fifty-nine but year old skirt. Yeah, no. there
0: is an age limit well, to me with that one. I, okay. I
1: know a fifty-nine year old woman who looks great in skinny jeans. Really good figure, works out and is very thin. Just recently said, I'm so tired of putting on my pants like they're leggings. When I was nine, <laughs> That's I'm, right. I I'm just like hopping
2: gonna... down in my closet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's
1: Finally, she's tired. The, the look still works for her, but she's tired of doing it. Just because, you know, why does she? What does she need to prove now? And right. what, who does she need to impress? And she's tired of wrestling with her.
0: pants. I love it though. Now like, I can get behind the tattoo thing because I think at a certain age, enough. I'm not a tattoo girl though. I will admit that. I don't have tattoos. I'm not a fan of them. I think they do look great on some people, but I do think at a certain age, okay, you're done.
1: Megan, do you Uh, have any?
0: I no, I don't. And you know, you
1: may be the only two women around that don't have tattoos.
2: My thing was there was like a a period in my early 20s when I probably when I first started working here, where everybody was going. All my girlfriends were going, my sisters were going, and they wanted me to go. And I remember going to the tattoo shop on South Street in Philly and thinking, I'm so type A. I just felt that one day I was going to look down and there it would be. Why did I get And I'd be this? like, get off my body. I just <laughs> couldn't imagine having one forever. Do you have a tattoo? No.
1: no and, and my oldest son, no. My middle son's got plenty. Now my daughter, who's now 26, never had a tattoo. And she knows how I feel about women with tattoos. I don't like women I don't like tattoos on. I don't want to say I don't like women with tattoos. I love all women, unless they punch me in the face. <laughs> um, but I think very subtle, very small, very strategically placed, but bigger ones and sleeves, mm-hmm. women are beautiful. Their skin is beautiful. Why cover that or hide that for some thing that's going to fade and sag and you're going to regret?
2: Don't you think it's almost, though, like um, like when men have that tribal thing around their arm or <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's like a warning that they're a complete tool. <laughs> like well, uh, come on. What? The Shut up. You have no bicep anyway.
1: Oh. Is, <laughs> now, is that out? Travel bans are out. Totally. I don't don't know if like they were 10 out. Years, totally five years. out. My son got this like first of all, he had something written on his ribcage in Italian. He doesn't speak Italian, but his older brother does. It was a great saying, uh, whether you're a pawn or a king, all they're all but at the end of the game they're all they all go in the same box. Meaning whether you're rich or poor, successful, like we all go in the same place. So he said, "I want want it in Italian." So he asked his older brother, "Write this out for me in Italian, so I can give it to the tattoo artist." And his older brother comes to me and says, "Dad, can I put like your mother's a pig or something?" In it? <laughs> 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 Write something disgusting in Italian, and then just please don't cause trouble. It's it. permanent <laughs> ink. So he has that, and then he has this thing on his shoulder with like a lighthouse, and sees, and it, and it works for him. He's a very well built, good looking guy. Um, my daughter, no tattoos. But just before she left for Texas, she moved to Texas about a year ago. She was out drinking with her friends in Philly.
0: She wanted to get a map of See New it. Jersey, right? I mean, you know, to remember she us by my- shape of Texas
1: <laughs> on her ankle.
0: You're like, what are you what? doing?
1: Oh, and, and, we all- <laughs> and
0: she's coming
2: home. Yes. Right? So oh
1: I guess God. she wanted to blend in when she was Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> that is so So we all sweet gave her crap about it. <laughs> and
1: her friends gave her crap and she laughed about it. She said, Yeah, I had too many too many beers that night, I'm sorry. But it's confined to the bottom of her ankle. And when she shows her you friends- You can hide in, that. Yeah. When she shows her friends in Texas, they all laugh like, what's <laughs> this Jersey girl doing? You don't even know how to say y'all properly yet.
0: Right. I think that's the problem with tattoos, though, that I just know that from- the age of 20 to now, I've changed so much in terms of my style. Yeah. And even like I look at certain things that I purchased maybe even two years ago, handbags say, and I'm like, why did I buy this? I don't even like it now. I would be so concerned that that tattoo, I'd be like, what was I thinking? Right.
2: Well, you know, when I first, again, back to that, I guess it was that period of my life when I first started here, early 20s, I had um my belly button pierced. <sighs> Like, That's a very young thing to do. Yes, but I wasn't even, like, built for that. I don't know what I was... My Again, my sisters, they're so corrupt. <laughs> they drug me to... Pen- Pensock and mart was oh. still
1: open. Oh, my God. You got it done at oh the Pensock God. and
0: mart. So, with the dress, though, yeah. if someone were to come in, let's say they're 45, very attractive, great figure, but if maybe the shirt's a little tight, cleavage is a little low, mini skirt, do you feel like, okay, is this somebody who is sort of trying to recapture their youth, or is it someone who, you know what, I don't care, I'm 45, i got a great figure, I'm going to show it off. From a man's perspective, like, what do you think when you see a woman like that? Do you think she's trying too hard, or you appreciate the goods? Well,
1: I appreciate the goods no matter what right. my relationship to her is. But if I was going to take her seriously, there are outfits that flatter your figure at any age that you could pull off. You don't have to dress like a 19-year-old I agree. Going to a music festival, you can dress like a 45-year-old who wants to look sexy. They're, you know, good. You know what my mom
2: taught me really young? And this is great. She gave me two pieces of advice I've carried with me through life that I just think are so true. When I used to get dressed for dances and things and girls would wear inappropriate things, my mom would always say, you want to look pretty, right? You want to be noticed. And there are two ways to do that. You can either be classy about it or you can be slutty about it. You have to choose.
1: Well that's I mean and that's the answer to your question. If you're trying to look like your 19-year-old daughter, then you're you've stepped out of bounds and people are going to notice. Just like I can see a guy two blocks away who's either colored his hair or wearing a toupee. I feel bad for him. I can relate. I'm thinning, I'm graying, but it's you could as easily as we can spot a bad toupee, you can spot a woman who's out of her lane as far as the sexy dress. I mean, dress sexy, but, a- but I hate to use a-
0: age appropriate. But how do they not know it? Like it's so clear. How does to the us? guy not
1: know it when he walks out the door that this toupee <laughs> looks <laughs> how ridiculous? How does he not and, know that?
0: I think sometimes it's just hard to sort of come to terms with the fact that you're not twenty two years old any longer. Yeah, it happens fast. But now <laughs> i yeah. the look on Megan's face. But <laughs> so now what about men? Because now there are some men that i have seen that wear things no matter what their age that i'm kind of like buddy maybe not so much so like the real tight tee to me oh. should be reserved for a man that is very physically fit and and muscular
1: it's funny i i just bought a couple of uh, long sleeve polo shirts and i can't tell from the picture online on amazon that they're tight-fitting Well, I wore them in, and Judy's like, "Oh my God, you look great!" I was like, "Yeah, I feel like I'm being strangled by this thing," (laughs) and I do have a bit of a gut, so I'm not thrilled with how
0: how how tight it is.
1: How tight it is, and she said, "Yeah, but you look thinner with it that way than when you wear these baggy shirts that don't show that you might have a little bit of a gut." So it depends. You know, go with what Judy tells you. You always
2: look great. You know what I find so unattractive with guys when a guy will wear to the gym or doing yard work, whatever. Like um, a muscle shirt, but their arms don't have any muscles whatsoever. Yeah. Ugh! A or guy, when they have hair, he be, he in he every me. single location, <laughs> like so the back up. neck
0: hair. Yeah. That's a hard one. Yes, that's a it's hard so one. disgusting.
2: There's a guy at my gym I who just wears want to
0: take a razor blade.
2: Like, <laughs> can we? But can I think we that well, we don't a see that part. Thing. So we,
1: and you know we're not big on mirrors.
2: But I've heard you and Judy talk yeah. about that, and you guys are more for the body hair. Where, I like a guy
0: with body hair. I don't I like do a not. guy. No, no. I don't like guys that have yeah, no you, chest hair. I don't need them to be smoother and than you, I am. And you
1: don't. So you're pro chest hair. I'm pro
0: chest hair. Oh, <laughs> no.
1: Then your husband?
2: No, he'll he'll <laughs> shave it. Oh. <laughs> what a good husband he next is. Next time I
1: see, I, next time I see you, <laughs> yes. I want his man card. Me? <laughs> Tell him to turn in his man card oh, it's no. So no, close no, a lot of men do it. Me. A lot of men do it today. Oh. I think my middle son does it. Like my older son, he. He's he's a caveman. My older son, he is an absolute. He's throwback. a manly man. He's a throwback from the forties. He's like be- Pre me, I don't know where he came really? from. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I'll trim to keep it from sure, sure. Choking me at night. <laughs> We're well,
0: Italian, den, We're all hairy. <laughs> yeah, but I won't.
1: You know, I'll groom to ch- just to trim it so it's not like.
0: I feel like
2: 50% of my life is spent removing hair on myself. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, like yeah. hair. That's for girl, And
1: I also feel very girly <laughs> if I shave it. Trimming it down so it doesn't choke me when I'm laying down is one thing. But shaving it?
2: Come on, Dan. No way. <laughs> Let's wax your chest.
0: We'll oh, put it online. No. Oh, yes. Now that would get a lot of views.
1: Well, I think that Steve Carell scene in The oh. 40-year-old Virgin is enough to turn any guy off the wax. Oh, it.
2: I would it agree hurt. with that. Oh.
0: Well, we've got a list of don'ts by the time you hit a certain age, and we want to know what you guys think. So take our poll at nj1015.com. So I feel
2: like I'm so different than girls in our generation, and I don't know where I got screwed up along the way. If I got screwed up in college, if I got yes. screwed <laughs> Yes, I'm thinking. Because as much as I like to be really strong before I got married and stuff, it was really important to me to live on my own, pay for everything myself. To know I could do that because my mom didn't do that. She went from living with my grandma to marrying my dad and being with him. And she always enforced how important it was, reinforced how important it was that maybe I went a different way and had time on my own. So I did that. I went, I moved out, I did all this stuff. But then I've started to realize over the years that I like being treated like a lady. Who I, I don't doesn't? mind the hustle and bustle and providing for myself and doing. But when a man holds a door, or opens your car door, or gives you his coat when it's cold. Where is all that? Because there's something so sexy and so special and so wonderful when a man is allowed to be a man or a gentleman, and a girl gets to be a girl.
1: I, d- I do that no matter what. I'm 170 years old, but <laughs> <laughs> I do that with coworkers. If I'm walking with a coworker down the street and, you know, a car's coming right i'll put my arm around her shoulder and and move her That's away awesome. just and, uh, called me a sexist but i mean i wouldn't do that with a male coworker. i might say hey watch the car <laughs> but with a female coworker or, or anybody female i act in an old-fashioned what i consider gentlemanly way I certainly do with my daughter
0: but why does it have to be old-fashioned why can't that come back I just think it's just the general breakdown of manners overall. Well, I mean, the do, door thing kills me. Because- but do you
1: think women pushed men away from that? Do you think the women's movement by saying, no, might men be afraid to open the door and say, well, I can handle it myself. If that happens to a guy, that's a big ego crusher like well, who do you who do you think I am? I'm I can't I'm not capable on my own. You do that once to a guy, he's not opening a door ever again.
0: I don't know. Is that an excuse? I mean, could that be used as an excuse? Maybe that's what people are falling back on as well. It's you know, it's of course it's a woman's fault. Well, that men no longer act like men.
1: Well, the you know I'll go with the male ego. The male ego is a sensitive thing, and like I said, if that happens repeatedly to a guy, he may be sufficiently hurt. Enough to say, never doing that again. Do you think fathers
0: are not passing it down to their sons, though? That sort of behavior is not being passed down, and then you don't see your friends doing it, so you just don't do it? How are your boys like that, Dennis? Because you are that way.
1: Yeah, I think they're old-fashioned young men. They're 29 and 32. I know the older one is definitely old-fashioned. Yeah. (laughs) He's definitely (laughs) old-fashioned. But in the middle one, uh, I think he's not as old-fashioned, but he's as uh, gentlemanly- And chivalrous as my generation.
0: I mean, there's certain things that I never really understood. Like, I do like the door opening. I do like the fact that a man will walk on the outside of you if you're in the street. The whole standing up when a woman enters a room, I think, is kind of awkward for everybody so see, i'm okay with that
1: you like that too? i would Megan?
0: love that <laughs> no, i just I that's I are that we that is so refreshing. At attention or what
1: well here at the radio station i insist that people stand up when i walk in now oh
0: my and legs are soft
1: <laughs> no I, I mean i'm it,
0: standing now see <laughs> is
1: that a southern thing though because i don't remember like
0: i don't know i don't know anyone who I don't even know if I ever saw anyone do it. I think not know, odd. but I would love it if they did. I also think the car door thing is a little much, too. Like, I don't really expect you to get out of your car, come around to my side, open the door, let me out. Like, I'm okay with you not doing that. But what if he I did? I would just like you to hold the door right. and not slam it in my face. <laughs> you, you know
2: what? The other day I was going into a store and there was a guy walking. And our timing was either one of us could hold the door. I ended up holding it. And yet, as he walked away, I thought, and he was hot and it took away from his looks all of a sudden he was ugly to me and he walked and I just thought you could have been so much hotter sexy <laughs> and, yeah you you could have been did he say thank you with... or no he did say thank right, you well at least he said yeah, thank I you. I would have grabbed him by the collar and pulled him back. And...
1: my daughter said a surprising thing a couple of weeks ago that she likes when a guy gets out of the car she he's driving she's in the passenger side goes around the car and opens the door to let her out
0: now, your daughter lives in Texas, so yeah, men there are a lot more probably, does she date a Texan?
2: She went out <laughs> on a date or two with
1: a guy from Texas, okay. yeah. Did and she
2: find they were different than men up here?
1: Definitely. They're they're a lot more Christian, and that's a big thing there. Like, here in the Northeast, uh, we're less religious, and there's a diversity of religions. Sure. There, there's two religions, Christian and more Christian. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and uh, the guys, yeah, there there is a more there is a social difference, not so much in the holding the door. They are more polite. They might stand when a woman comes into a room, but also with the whole um, drinking, uh, social premarital fooling around. Oh, it's more conservative there. Okay. She noticed it instantly. Now I don't know in all quarters, but she's in Fort Worth, Texas, and she says there they are. The young people are a lot more socially conservative. In that regard, in, in drinking and cussing and fooling around before marriage.
2: Wow. What about the opposite way, Dennis? Like a, f- a female in a relationship? Is there something you wish <laughs> women
0: would do more? Oh. This
1: isn't broadcast, right? <laughs> no. I, I can say anything on this podcast. You, you can say anything uh, you want. <laughs> no, I think in that department, women women are much more open minded than they ever were before. Traditionally, in a relationship, oh,
0: geez, I don't know. I mean, well, okay, so you're old school. So what about hmm. like when it comes to payment? My theory about this is payment for what? If, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should be minding to clarify. Finish that thought. If I ask you out on a date, mm. oh, I'm fine oh. with paying the bill. Oh. If you ask me, I I really would hope that you would pay. For the meal. Now, I don't expect the man, though, to pay every time once we begin dating. I don't expect that. Right. Megan's looking at me like, he's like, ah, no. <laughs> he pays every single time, honey. But now, how do you, no, not, how I, do you I, feel I, about that? Because my dad was old school Italian. I never, when he was dating his long-term girlfriend, ever saw her lay down one cent. Like, he paid, and that was the end of it. Yeah,
1: and I've had this discussion with my daughter, too, that... um she expects the guy to pay for everything and I always pay. And those, having raised a daughter and been married for a long time, I'm just used to, and raising three kids, I'm just used to paying He's for everything. Cute, right, buddy? I don't
0: have any of it anyway. <laughs> no, it's,
1: it's so ingrained in me that I, I pay not only my way but other people's way too because I raised kids. But no, I, I'm old school in that anytime you're out with a woman, even if it's Judy and I going out for lunch, I'm paying. She'll, we've split it sometimes or she's paid sometimes because we know each other 20 years. Right. But... In general, I always pay. I think if it's a man man and a woman, the man pays. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Women uh, used to be better at maybe um, the homemaking, and I hate to use that term. It sounds old or sexist, but cooking. I like to cook, so that doesn't matter. But I haven't had a woman cook me a meal since my mom.
2: Wow. I've never cooked my husband a meal. We've been, no, have cook? never cooked. Once no, for never him? once. No. Does <laughs> really, he'll cook like on the George Foreman grill or whatever. But Wait a we minute. don't. We so don't who, have kids either, though, right. so that right. does. So you change. do take
1: out or go out?
2: We'll do that, but we're weird eaters too. Like we'll do a protein shake or something hmm. lame, so we don't often cook. But I do have to say, this is a struggle for me because I feel like I do do I do so much in our house. I clean it. I do the laundry. I make sure everything's in order. I go food shopping. I pay our, you know, weekly. I do all that plus I work where Mike works as well and he takes care of the outside when it's warm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, sho-
1: the, who shovels the walk?
0: He will snow blow it. But I I, but I would feel like really want Let me ask you though, cuz I I have a lot of friends who complain about this that their husbands never help them around the house. Now, I'm super, super ridiculously anal when it comes to cleaning. Yeah, me too. And I feel like there's no way anyone's doing this better than I am. So <laughs> I don't even want them involved. What I would like them to be doing is leaving the house when I'm cleaning. Like, get out of my way. Let me do my I get thing. get so much more done when he's so out would there. Would you really? I mean, I know you would you. Is it that you'd like him to maybe ask you, hey, can I help? But you really don't necessarily want him to. Yeah, I don't really want you know him to Because you know he's not, not anyway. mopping the floor <laughs> <laughs> the way you would. <laughs> no, but it is nice to actually be asked, like, "Hey, can I do something?" That's funny that
1: you bring that up. At this discussion with my son and his wife over the weekend at lunch. That well, he's a problem fixer, and like most men, if you come to them with, "Oh, my sister, blah 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 blah," and he'll go, "Like, well, tell your sister not to do that, and here's fifty bucks and buy her things, so she doesn't bother you with it again." And she's like, no, it's not what I want. I don't want you to solve the problem. I want you to put your arm around my shoulder and go, it's all right, honey. She's an idiot. But, <laughs> but, but not solve the problem. He's like, I just want to solve the problem. Right, I right. don't have the capacity to go, aw. I just- But I like that's problems. his way so- of going
2: off, <laughs> <aw. laughs> Right. Yeah, Fixing like, right. The problem. Here's the solution exactly. to the problem, and right.
1: he's, you know, whatever to fix it. Yeah, that is. But would, would it be emasculating to either one of you if you saw a guy dusting or vacuuming? No. No. no.
0: I'm okay with that. My dad- Again, getting back to my father, um, after my parents divorced, he was a single man. I mean, he dated, but he was a single man, and he kept an amazing house. I mean, like he used to drive me crazy because I would come over hmm. and spend weekends with him. He's like a nut. What's on the floor? I'm like, what do you mean what's on the floor? I'm like, it's a piece of lint. We need to vacuum. I'm like, Dad, we We just vacuumed an hour ago. I mean, it was insane, but that's how he was. So, no, I think it's great if that's what they want to do. But I think a lot of men don't really know how to clean well. Or they won't clean. I feel, Mike,
2: although he's very neat for a man. Mm. He really, really is. It's still, even we have a new dog, and the dog is still learning. He's three, but he's still learning. So if there are accidents in the house the way... I clean up the accident, it's like you would never know anything happened. occurred. Oh, And I'm a clean <laughs> freak, so it is a struggle for
0: me. Oh, Well, I think it's one of these things where, you know, there's some people who want a man to be gentlemanly, and there's some that don't. So let us know over at the Forever 39 page at nj1015.com. So Dennis had to leave us, so it's just us gals for this next topic. This next topic that we decided to talk about is... Fascinating to me, and maybe one of my favorites. It's about doing things alone. I'm very, very comfortable doing things on my own. I think I just learned that at a young age. I used to actually play Monopoly by myself when I was a kid. So I'm just very comfortable with myself. I'm okay with like going to a movie on my own. I actually prefer it going to a Broadway show, no problem, going to dinner, no issue. I'll go shopping on my own. I always find that one interesting because I do have some friends who are like, oh, I never go shopping alone. I always have to bring a girlfriend or I love shopping or bring my guy with me. Yeah, I I me too. I want to just take my time, not feel like I'm holding anybody up. I even went on a three week vacation to Australia on my own. So I'm used to being by myself. So I'm always fascinated by the reaction I get from some friends because there are some of my friends that would never dream of doing anything by themselves. And there'll be times that I'll mention, oh, you know, I'm going to go see this Broadway show or that movie and the last coup I'm going with. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going with anybody. I'm just going to go on my own. Oh, you are? And I'm like, well. Would you not go to a movie by yourself? And they're like, no, I would never do that. Or, you know, you wouldn't see a concert or go to a museum. No, I I just I wouldn't do that. So I think doing things alone can be an activity that has some sort of stigma behind it. And a lot of it's because I think we're just self-conscious about it. And I was doing some research about this to see if there is something out there. And there was a study that was done in 2015 called inhibited from bowling alone. I have to admit, I've never bowled alone, but I feel (laughs) like I should try it. And what the researchers found was that people consistently underestimated how much they would enjoy doing things alone. So they asked them, like, would you go to a museum by yourself? Uh, Would you go with friends? And then they would have the people basically participate in those actions. And they found that People enjoyed it when they were by themselves as much as if they were with someone. So they underestimated how much they would actually be okay with just being with themselves. So, Megan, we've never discussed the whole doing things alone, so I don't know what your opinion is of it. Do you do things on your own, and are there certain things... You would never do on your own. And what are those? This topic is so interesting to me because I never gave
2: it a ton of thought. I'm one of three kids. So I always had someone to play with. I always surround myself with a lot of people growing up. So I was never really alone. I guess a lot of that comes back to having two sisters. Now I'm married and I never get a minute alone. (laughs) But... I don't know how I feel about it. I just have a friend who just got back from a trip in Walt Disney World. She was supposed to go with another friend. She's married. She has kids. She ended up, her girlfriend that she was supposed to go with canceled, so she went alone and blogged about it the entire time. It was so interesting to see her growth throughout the trip. And I think when you're talking about your childhood and playing Monopoly and how you grew up in a single-parent house, what a gift you were given to have that comfortability – to not think twice about going somewhere by yourself and to be able to go to a Broadway show. I've never gone to a movie by myself. I've never gone on vacation by myself. I just haven't. But I think there's something to be said for finding yourself at a place in your life when you are comfortable with that and you can do it. And I agree with that study. I was reading the same one. And I think that's really neat that people thought, oh, this isn't going to be great. But yet when they go... They have just as good a time as if they had company.
0: I think you probably drum up something different in your head about how this is going to be, about how you're going to feel, about how awkward it's going to be. And then you realize, quite frankly, nobody cares that you're there by yourself because they're worried about their own lives. Now, I will say, so I, I went to Australia on my own, but not completely. So I flew there on my own. I was in my own hotel room. There was a period of time for about five days when I did have people that were with me on the trip. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad because people now who have listened to this podcast know I am a Hugh Jackman fan. No, I did not go Stalker. to Australia to see Hugh Jackman. However, full disclosure, he was... Full disclosure. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Australia. It was my 40th birthday trip to myself. I was thinking about going in February of 2016 when I did turn 40. Oh, wow. You're 40. What's that like? (laughs) I know. What? (laughs) So I moved the trip up by a couple of months and went at the end of November because Hugh decided he was going to do a series of concerts in Australia. So I was like, what better way? A series of concerts to celebrate. Yes, shut up. No, 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 no. I'm not-
2: <laughs> It's yes, I
0: saw the concert. But what can- in he's here. a singing concert? Wait a minute. Are you, Wait, you don't know this? No. Oh, what? I have to educate you about this. Yes. So yeah, Hugh has been on Broadway and he sings and he dances. I didn't know he put on a full-blown concert. I guess you could say it was kind of a concert because it was like Broadway standards and things like that. And he would sing. In some cases, he would also dance. So yeah, I mean, you could probably consider it a concert. Wow. It was called Hugh Jackman, Broadway to Oz. Oh, very cool. So I did have people at a certain point of the trip that I knew, and we yes. did hang out. So for about five five to seven days, I did do things with others. But for two weeks of the three-week trip, I was on my own. I actually landed in the hospital as well on my own, and that was scary. But anyway, the one thing I have to say about that experience was that traveling on your own has such a beautiful freedom to it. Because you only are worrying about your agenda. So you're not worrying about anyone else in your party. Oh, I really want to see this museum. And you're like, oh, I really don't want to go there. You don't go <laughs> because it's just you. And I also right. had no stress about like sort of planning because the only person I had to disappoint was myself. So when I normally plan trips where others are involved, I'm very concerned about are they going to like this hotel? Are they going to like this restaurant? Are they going to like, you know, that we pick yes. this tour? Yes. Well, I mean, if I didn't like it, I didn't like it. It did get lonely at times when you wanted to sort of discuss things with somebody and you couldn't. Well, you mentioned that time when you got back, you mentioned to me when you were in the Outback. What
2: about being out there? You said that there was one night where you were like, "Mm -hmm."
0: yes, because for the most part, I was able to converse very freely with most people. And I think that's the other thing about being alone and traveling is you meet people a lot more easily because you are alone and some people are alone, too. They notice that you sort of bond. The Outback was tough because there was nothing to do at a certain point. It was super hot. So a lot of times you'd get up at like 4 in the morning. You'd do your tours until about 10 a.m. And then you'd pretty much stay in from like 10 to 3 because it was so blazing hot. And then you'd have the evening. There were times when like in the evening I was just kind of like, okay, (laughs) this is when the whole alone thing is a little challenging (laughs) because there really wasn't... I was off season when I was in the Outback. So there wasn't as many activities as there normally are when you're in season. So that was a little tough at times, I I will admit. You
2: are fascinating to me. I think that is just absolutely wonderful. And I think it's amazing.
0: So I think you should go to a movie on your own, though, since you've never done that. So you
2: can experience it. (laughs) I would do that. I think I could easily do a movie on my own. I think I would take a magazine if I need a reading material. But you know what was really interesting to me? You're not the only person that um, you're not the only person in the world, Annette, that's dealing with this. The um, I know. It was interesting because there are restaurants now I was reading that cater to the sole diner. And I think that is a great idea. There's a restaurant called So what do they do? Ean Mall. And it's actually lined up like a bunch of counters in a stadium seating style. So when you're seated at your counter spacing your chair you're just alone staring at like the backs of people's heads down the line kind of sitting in a college lecture hall something like that and you can enjoy your meal and it's peaceful and it's private and you're not feeling uncomfortable because you're not at some big table where there are two empty chairs across from you but they say this is a lot more people are becoming comfortable with this and a lot more people aren't letting others hold them back if there's something they want to do they're doing it and I think that's wonderful because just like my friend who was in disney world i could see through her posts the change in her and it was just four or five days so to get to know yourself better and to go out and experience things on your terms instead of like i i so feel for you whenever i go away i feel like i'm the one who's planning everything and i'm the one who's coordinating for everyone and are the kids going to be happy and are they going to be happy and so there is something so freeing and exciting about it but i would definitely go to a movie by myself no hesitation
0: I think, too, a lot of it is, you know, again, just the way that I was raised. As an only child, you end up doing a lot on your own in your childhood. And so you just become very comfortable
2: with yourself. The one thing I found really interesting, I was talking to a friend who lives alone. He's in his 60s. And I was picking his brain. I'm like, how is it to live alone? And um, he never married, big circle of friends, that kind of situation. And his most interesting point I found was he feels... Sometimes he thinks too much. And he said, when he gets home, it's the end of the day. And if he wants to vent about something or get something out and not go crazy in his own head with his own point of view, he said that's something that he wishes he had more um, abundant, I suppose, in his life where someone else to bounce off of. So he has another point of view that perhaps would counteract his craziness
0: sometimes when he's absolutely correct that's the one thing that I definitely struggle with as well sometimes when you're having a bad day you go home and you just want to talk to somebody about something Mm -hmm. And you don't have that person there to just sort of say, hey, you know, this is what happened to me. What do you think? That's very challenging. And I completely understand what he's talking about because I definitely deal with that, too. So Yeah, he's like, everybody's not always at the ready. But, Annette, you could call me anytime. I'll always pick up for you. you." (laughs) Well, do you like doing things alone? You can let us know by taking our poll at nj115.com. So I think that wraps up this edition of Forever 39. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just stay longer. <laughs> On next week's show, Megan and I are going to talk about men who don't wear their wedding rings. This drives me crazy. No, my husband doesn't. Oh, it drives me nuts. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> our <laughs> favorite board games. Yay! I know, there's so many. There <laughs> are so many. That is going to be super <laughs> yeah, fun. I'm excited about that topic. And the changes that Megan and I have noticed about our bodies since we've turned forty. I'm sorry. What? What did you <laughs> say? <laughs> changes there's no changes you mean my breasts are the floor <laughs> oh my God. anyway have a good week guys talk to you soon bye